0: This is Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life, episode number 33, What's Your Money Story? This is The 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose, a place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So, sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome to the podcast this week, everyone. I'm so glad each of you are here again on this Monday morning. I hope you all had a great weekend and are ready for an amazing week and a month of March. I have to admit that March is kind of always a hard month for me emotionally. The weather is so bipolar this time of year and it always plays with my emotions. So if you are like me, I hope you are getting a lot of sleep exercise and that you are having a lot of time doing what you love in the month of March. I'm kind of weird that way. I kind of have like a down slope emotion as spring comes along, which I know is opposite for a lot of people. Um, They don't like the winter and they're happy when spring comes along, but that's just not me for some reason. But I'm coming out of it, so that's kind of good as it is only like the beginning of March. So I'm hoping I kind of come out of that slump a little bit. If you happen to miss it, there is another podcast episode of A Cup of Joel that I posted yesterday, Um, we were both absolutely thrilled to finally get some listener mail and we addressed those emails on the podcast yesterday. It was a little bit off the cuff, so I have to warn you, it's not absolutely perfect. Not that any of my podcasts are perfect, but um, we were just kind of thinking right off of the cuff since we got the mail the day before we recorded and i hope that you all go and listen to that and that you don't miss it it's a great episode i also wanted to go over um, two things before i jump into the podcast one is to make sure that you have gone and left a review on the podcast on itunes Um, this really helps us be able to get the word out to other people and be able to share this podcast with others. So I would love to have you guys write reviews. You actually don't even have to write a review. You can just go give a star rating of one to five. Of course, I hope you give us a five. But yeah, if you could do that, that would be super great. And the second thing is, is that if you have not signed up for my Happy Friday News then go ahead and go over to my website at the8cowlife.com and make sure that you sign up for that because those are fun little emails that i send on fridays to kind of give you a pick-me-up for the week and be able to head you into an awesome weekend And I thought today, so that you kind of get a flavor of what that is, I would read one for you today on the podcast. This is one I wrote a couple weeks ago after I had been sick and it reads, happy Friday friends. It's been a rough week in our house. The flu bug finally caught up with me and landed me flat in bed for a few days. If my house is anything like yours, it's hard to keep up on all the mess seven people can produce when you are feeling well. You can imagine the carnage with me being out of commission for a few days. In all fairness, my husband does pretty well, but it's always better if the two of us are tackling it together. This morning I managed to get myself dressed, get the kids off to school, and then came home to collapse but the mess got the better of me and since I was under the happiness of Advil, I gave myself half an hour to attack my bedroom. It's amazing what 30 minutes can do for you. It actually looks somewhat normal now and I'm able to take a deeper breath and feel some more calm. Just like our homes, our brains can get cluttered too. And just like Taking 30 minutes to address the mess in our homes can make a difference. Taking some time each day to address the clutter in our brains can make a big difference as well. So do some inventory of your brain this weekend. Clean out the thoughts and ideas that are keeping you from your dreams. Your brain will thank you. Have a good one. And then I sign it, of course. So, so fun and just a little quick pick-me-up for the day. So if you would like a pick-me-up for the day every Friday, make sure that you subscribe today on my website at theacowlife.com. So let's get to the podcast for this week. It's a new month, and so we are moving on to a new subject. And I feel like last month's topic of grief was so good, and I got so many amazing responses from so many of you. I'm glad it was a topic that helped so many. I was a little bit nervous about that topic going in but it ended up being a great month and i'm just so happy with how it all came together so this month we are switching gears and going to talk about money who's excited everybody (laughs) okay money is something that seems to conjure up a whole ton of emotions for people and many aren't really clear on what they think or want to think about money I think it is a complex topic and every one of us has a story surrounding money. A few nights ago, I listened to a TED Talk by a woman novelist named Chim Amanda Adichie. I think that's how you say it. She's from Nigeria. And the theme of her talk was that our lives and our cultures are composed of many overlapping stories. She tells the story of how she found her authentic cultural voice and warns that if we hear only a single story about another person or country, we risk a critical misunderstanding. So I love this talk because I think it applies to almost every area we find ourselves in in our life. And so I wanna talk today a little bit about the stories that we have surrounding the subject of money. I think the principles of understanding that no one has just one story are very important to apply to how we look at others in regards to their relationship, as well as our own relationship with money. Unless we are willing to truly get to know someone and hear the stories that make up who they are and the decisions that they make, we will most likely always misunderstand them when it comes to their stories around money. So in the church, I think that we tend to have a widespread story that money is bad and that the seeking after of money is a really bad thing. But guess what? Money is neither good nor bad. It's the story we tell ourselves about money that makes it good or bad. Believe it or not, money in and of itself is neutral. It just is, and then we decide the story that we want to tell ourselves about money. To illustrate this, I want you to think about the movie A Christmas Carol. I love the version that is the cartoon with Jim Carrey as Scrooge. Now think of the transformation that occurs for Ebenezer Scrooge in this movie. He is a man who has quite a bit of money that he acquired through hard work and savings but he is so stingy with it that he won't buy coal to heat his office. He eats meagerly and he pays his employee, Bob Cratchit, pittance. He feels that he owes nothing to anyone and that if people are poor, it's their own fault. On Christmas Eve, he gets visited by three ghosts, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. These visits cause Mr. Scrooge to have a change of heart or a change of story. He wakes up on Christmas morning a changed person. He is happy, wants to help those around him and has a desire to use his money for good. Nothing about his money has changed. He still has the same amount on Christmas morning as he did Christmas Eve, and he still has earned it in the same way, but he started to use it in a very different way because of who he has become and what he now thinks of his money. My coach, Jody Moore, teaches that if you're a good person, you will use your money for good. And if you are not a good person, then you will use your money for maybe not so good reasons. Money is simply an extension of who you are, not the other way around. A story that I don't think we tell ourselves often enough is one of all the good that we can do with money. We tend to think that if we make a lot of money, we will get too caught up in worldly things. And this may be true, but what if we started telling ourselves a story that money is what makes the world happen, and it is simply a way of measuring value. The more value we create, the more money we can potentially receive. So money doesn't come free, right? We have to create value in order to get money. A money story I have struggled with for years, and one that I think is fairly common is that there is a finite amount of money to go around. So finite, in fact, that if I make a lot of money, then I'm keeping money from someone else. But what if there were enough money in the world for everyone to have as much as they could ever possibly want? Would that change your views on it? Would that make you less hesitant to go after and try and create as much money as you could? Why? Our heavenly father is very aware of what money can do for us in this world. In fact, he uses it himself to build his kingdom. When each of us make money, we take some of that money and give it back to the Lord to build his church. That's a really good thing. One of the characteristics that makes God God is that he does things in order. He doesn't ask for our money until we have earned it, and he counsels us to not seek for money until we have come unto him. In Jacob 2, verse 19, we read, And after you have obtained a hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches if ye seek them, and ye will seek them for the intent to do good, to clothe the naked, and to feed the hungry, and to liberate the captive, and administer relief to the sick and the afflicted. He tells us here, the order he wants us to deal with money. First, we need to obtain a hope in Christ, and then we can seek for money to do good in the world. And I think that this scripture is one that can often get misinterpreted because I think that we're, you know, he's talking about clothing the naked and feeding the hungry and liberating the captive and administering sick relief to the sick and the afflicted. And we think that we have to go to great extents to find people that are in these situations but let me tell you those people are right next door to you even if they live in a huge mansion and they drive fancy cars there are still people for who hunger for love and fellowship who still are captivated in the lives that they are in and that are sick and they need relief So don't think that you have to necessarily give your money to a person on the homeless man on the street. I'm not saying don't do that. They definitely do need our money. But I'm also saying that even a person that lives in a mansion needs your money in the extent of how you can do it to fellowship and love them and accept them. Everybody is in need of what you can do for them. And money makes it easier to do it, right? If you're going to have a nice home and you're going to be able to welcome people into it. But you don't need a huge home to do that. I don't have a huge home, you know, where I would love to have as many people as I can. I just, I'm limited by that, right? But I can still do what I can in the sphere that I'm in. So here's a thought I want you to try on. Is it really less vain to stew and stress and think about money all the time when we don't have enough of it to meet our needs, as opposed to hoarding it and being greedy when we have a lot of it? We seem to believe the story that there is nobleness in not having enough money and shame in having too much. This is why I think Heavenly Father is not so concerned with how much money we have, but that we are good stewards of our money. No matter what financial situation we, we may be in, we should continually be striving to remain out of debt and to use our money for good purposes. It is the intent of our hearts that matters more than the money in our pockets. You can have little money and not have good intentions in the use of it just as easily as you can have a lot of money and do much good with it. What is your story about money? I would love to hear from you and your thoughts on this matter. So if you have something to share, please write me at meg at theacallife.com. This is going to be kind of a more interactive month because I think it's really important to get different perspectives on this subject. And I am not the money guru by any means. I don't have all the answers. I just have my own stories about it that I can share with you, but I would love to share some of your stories. So please make sure that you write me at Meg at the 8 Cow Life if you have something to say or contribute or a question that you might have. I would love to be able to answer it on the podcast. So thanks everyone. That is the podcast for this week. Next week, I will have an interview with my friend, Sarah Cook. She's going to talk about making CEO kids. She and her husband wrote a book and we're going to talk about that and about teaching your kids about money. So I'm super excited to be able to share that with you. So come back next week and you'll be able to enjoy that interview. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye.